Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 130, a special Wednesday night show. It's the day before Thanksgiving. And I have to warn you, I'm feeling a little reflective tonight, just thinking about things today. Very little medicine on tonight's show. Everything you wanted to know about Thanksgiving or not on the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. It's bringing you the best that medicine and social networking has to offer on most shows. <laughs> Maybe not on tonight's show. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio. And I'm, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends like you out there in Internet land... You call me Dr. A, and you can always find me at uh, dranonymous.com. That brings you to my webpage or blog. You can also go to dranonymous.net, which brings you to my Facebook fan page. Big shout-out to everyone out there who are uh, Facebook fans of the show. I very much appreciate that. You can also go to dranonymous.org, and that takes you right to my iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show, and I always keep forgetting, you can add a comment on there on the iTunes page about how much you like or not like the show. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2009, the day before Thanksgiving here in the United States. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, I do want to thank everybody for joining me out there here this evening. I want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening. And uh, welcome to those of you who are new to the show. If you don't know, if you're wondering... Yes, I am a real physician. I am a family practice physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in my office and in the hospital here, here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And I've had this show here for just over two years now. Thank you, everyone out there, for supporting the show. And usually... Usually, you see my smiling face on the webcam, and uh, it's usually this part of the show where I introduce or I thank the people in the chat room for joining me here this evening. 
But you're wondering, probably wondering, why no chat room here this evening? Well, I figured out that uh, mix things up here or on here on the show. Uh, every once in a while, you want to, uh, or I want to, just kind of do things a little bit differently and uh, mix things up and see what happens. So tonight, I'm flying blind. I have no chat room. I have no webcam. So we'll see how this experience here is for me. But to be honest out there, kids, you know, watching Twitter throughout the day today and seeing what everyone is doing, getting ready for the holiday tomorrow, I was scared (laughs) that I'd probably be the only one in the chat room here this evening, so that's part of my deal. (laughs) So this is truly a solo show here this evening. No chat room, no webcam, no calls. How radio used to be in the old days. (laughs) Just the sound of my voice. It's very Christian Slater-like from the movie Pump Up the Volume. Remember that movie? I liked that movie when I saw it. When I saw it, when I see, if I if I watch it again, I'll probably be like, "What the heck was I watching there?" But uh, I don't know what triggered that memory for me. But anyway, if you're out there listening live, or also, or uh, or listening on the archives, I I really do appreciate it out there tonight. So I'll take my break here, and I will get. Talking about some things about Thanksgiving. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network at GetBetterHealth.com and a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts at ProMedNetwork.com. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show, lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. And uh, something else I always forget doing, I I really appreciate everybody uh, out there who uh, retweet the show announcements. Um, I very much uh, appreciate that. Um, That is very nice of you to do that. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving here in the United States. We'll start talking about this. And I went to the uh, authority on information for Thanksgiving. That's right. I went to uh, Wikipedia. (laughs) So Thanksgiving Day celebrated on the fourth Thursday in November has been an annual tradition in the United States since 18... 63. I did not know that. Did not become a federal holiday until 1941. Thanksgiving was uh, historically a religious observation to give thanks to God. But now 
primarily identified as a secular holiday. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated to give thanks to God for helping the pilgrims survive the brutal winter. The first Thanksgiving feast lasted three days, providing enough food for 53 pilgrims and 90 Indians. The traditional Thanksgiving menu often features turkey stuffing, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin pie. Americans may eat those foods on uh, uh, modern Thanksgiving Day, but the first feast did not consist of these items. Didn't know that either. On the first uh, feast, uh, feast turkey was the type of fowl that the pilgrims hunted. Pumpkin pie wasn't on the menu because there were no ovens for baking, duh. But they did have uh, boiled pumpkin. Cranberries weren't introduced at that time. Due to the diminishing supply of flour, there, were, was, no, there was no bread of any kind. The foods included in the first feast included duck, ooh, duck hunt. <laughs> Sorry, it's an inside joke. Uh, geese, venison, fish, lobster, clams, swan, berries, dried fruit, pumpkin, squash, and many more vegetables. Because as you know out there, kids, Idia gets everything correct. <laughs> oh. And in my other, in some other thrilling research out there on Thanksgiving, I found out some fun facts about uh, Thanksgiving. Let me see here. Uh, it eventually became a national holiday in 1863 when President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the last Thursday of November a national day of Thanksgiving. Later, President Franklin D. Roosevelt clarified that Thanksgiving should always be celebrated on the fourth Thursday of the month, never to occur on the fifth Thursday. Interesting. Here's some other fun facts about Thanksgiving. The preliminary estimate of turkeys raised in the United States in 2009 is $250 million. I am not aware at this point if any turkeys have been infected with the H1N1 virus. That's my only medical joke for the night. Well, I'll probably have more later. The forecast for U.S. cranberry production in 2009 is 709 million pounds. Benjamin Franklin thought the wild turkey was so American, it should have been chosen as our national symbol rather than the eagle. It is common for astronauts who spend Thanksgiving in space to celebrate with a dehydrated turkey dinner. Didn't know that. There are three places in the United States after the holiday's traditional main course. Uh, is that everything right? Yeah. Turkey, Texas, Turkey Creek, Louisiana, and Turkey, North Carolina. There are nine townships around the country named Turkey, three in Kansas alone. That's interesting. There are eight places and townships in the United States that are named Cranberry or some spelling variation of the red acidic berry, Cranberry, New Jersey. I think there's a Cranberry, Pennsylvania as well that is close to Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters. 
The National Thanksgiving Turkey Presentation is a ceremony that has taken place at the White House since 1947. Every year, two turkeys are selected and given to the president for his Thanksgiving dinner. However, since 1989, the turkeys have received presidential pardons, saving their lives. Wow. That is such an important job for the president to do. (laughs) Giving pardons to turkeys. (laughs) You know, another interesting thing that happens this time of year, uh, people always talk about Thanksgiving travel. And I always love seeing the... uh, reporters out there at the airports giving updates on the uh, Thanksgiving travel. Yeah, Bob, there are a lot of people here who are getting on airplanes. (laughs) Yeah, traffic here is uh, very heavy. Well, it is because it is the day before Thanksgiving. Duh. But I did find this story from our friends at the Associated Press that air travel may not be as busy this year. So much for over the river and through the woods, Thanksgiving travel can now mean dragging baggage through the airport. Session-battered consumers are in search of bargains and convenience. Chicago's O'Hare, Rocky Levy, was a little stunned by how much his trip cost. Unpleasantly shocked at the cost of how much it cost to uh, check my bag. But uh, other than that, actually, we got pretty good airfare and uh, travels uh, so far been pretty easy. At Atlanta's Hartsfield, Danny Cruz said persistence paid off in the search for a good deal. She checked them out and nothing was changing. And suddenly one day it went from almost $400 to almost half the price. Put off by add-on fees for baggage and other items, many Americans are avoiding the airport this year. The airlines are one step ahead of cost-conscious Americans by cutting their flight schedules. And in many cases, that means the airplanes are more crowded than ever. The airlines have actually reduced capacity. For example, this year there are 7% fewer flights flying or departures than there were in 2008. So it's smaller capacity. There's a little bit of uncertainty with um, the price of baggage fees and other types of elements as well. So I think it does have a factor, and people then decide, I'm going to drive instead. Leslin Rose is fine with what she expects to be an eight-hour trip from New York to Williamsburg, Virginia. Luggage you have to pay for. You pack everything in your car. You don't have to rent a car when you get where you're going. Um, Once it's driving distance, it's just better to get in the car. Also along the New Jersey Turnpike was this woman for whom travel has gone to the dogs. I prefer to drive just because of the dogs. Um, My daughter's going to fly, though. My husband's also driving. And for those looking for something in between, there's rail travel. Business was brisk at New York's Penn Station. It's just a very convenient way to travel, uh, relatively inexpensive. I don't own a car, so um, that factors into it. In the end, putting the cost and hassle aside, getting back together with friends and loved ones still seems worth the effort. Mark Hamrick, The Associated Press, Washington. So in this uh, in this text story here, more Americans are expected to travel for Thanksgiving. The number of Americans traveling away from home for Thanksgiving will be uh, uh, up slightly this year from 2008, according to AAA. 
they said there will be 33.2 million people traveling by car this year, a 2.1% increase from last year. But there will be a 6.7% decrease in the number of air travelers, as that story said, totaling 2.3 million this year, continuing a decade-long decline of Thanksgiving air travel. I found it really interesting that last week, here in Ohio, uh, they stated that AAA, the same people, stated that uh, prices at Ohio gas pumps have jumped 12 cents in the past week ahead of busy Thanksgiving holiday travel period. A survey said that uh, the average uh, gallon of gas was $2.60, up from $2.48 the week prior. And then a story from Reuters from uh, Sunday, November 22, said... The average retail gasoline price fell 3.64 cents per gallon in the last two weeks. It's high unemployment stifled demand, according to an industry analyst, who sees more price declines in the coming months. The national average price of regular grade gasoline was $2.64 a gallon as of November 20th. According to the nationwide Lundberg survey of about 5,000 service stations. During the two weeks since the last survey, crude oil prices fell slightly along with the refiner and retail markups, according to some guy who I don't know. So that's the story there with travel. Uh, let's see. I think I had another story here, which I'm going to try to find here. Let's uh, look at this one. This is, uh, I didn't read this yet, but we'll read this right now. From the Wall Street Journal from November 19, How to Survive Thanksgiving Travel. If you're planning to fly this thing, prepare for some fresh hassles at the airport. Oh, this is an airport story. Security screening may be bumpier for some travelers. That's because the Transportation Security Administration is phasing in a new policy that requires the name of your boarding pass to match exactly with the name of your ID. Well, that's annoying. If not, you may face some questions and a strip search. Ah, just kidding. I added that in. Screeners will also be looking closely at any powders in your bag. Attention there, men. Checking that bag will be costly, too. If you need to check in a bag, an airline is now up to $20, although some, including Delta Airlines, uh, United Airlines, Continental, provide a 5%. $5 discount if you pay online before you go to the airport. That's very annoying. Paying for your luggage. <laughs> Something that's kind of funny. I don't know if you've seen those, uh, uh, what is it, Southwest? Uh, they say your bags fly for free. I like those commercials. Those are funny. Free, 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 free. <laughs> oh. But when you get when you get to where you're going, I'm going to be talking about here the uh, the the Thanksgiving dinner, and there's a story here from CNN from November 24th. In lieu of turkey, Thanksgiving sparks a vegetable-inspired creativity. That's right, non-turkey Thanksgiving. 
Going vegetarian on Thanksgiving doesn't mean forcing tofu into faux poultry or shaping legumes into meat-like blobs. Forget tofurkey. Why bother, some vegetarians say, with the... That scares me, says Melissa Melcombe, a 25-year-old vegetarian who could be hot. I don't know. If you try to shape a loaf like a turkey, it looks like piles of mush and ends up more comical than traditional. I don't think it's ever occurred to my family. It's kind of like mashing a piece of tofu and look like filet mignon. We don't have to kid ourselves. Rather than... uh, Lamenting the lack of basted bird at the center of the table, vegetarian eye reporters relish the opportunity to experiment beyond the traditional side dishes of mashed potatoes and green bean casseroles, that's how that's said, on the food-friendly holiday. Let's see what they they come up with down here. Uh, trying to see what uh, what they go with here. Her favorite protein is soya chunks. What is that? Click here for recipe. Also derived from soybeans, soya chunks lock in flavor and seasoning better than tofu, she said. Uh, yeah. That's not something that's really, uh, really for me. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh wow! So, uh, so if you're a vegetarian, hey, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to leave you out of this joyous celebration. But here's an interesting story here. This is uh, an actually, uh, eh, it's not too, it's not that long. I will, I will read it for you. This is. Uh, from the Los Angeles Times. The title is Thanksgiving at the ER when a turkey feast proves too much of a good thing, November 24, 2009. Take this as a cautionary tale. The man was covered in sweat, clutching his chest when he entered the emergency room on Thanksgiving some years back. His words are fixed in the memory of Dr. Mark Mokoro. Associate's Residency Director at, of Emergency Medicine at UCLA. I just ate a lot of meatballs. Oh, my God, here it comes. And then the mother's meatballs, more than a dozen, made their reappearance in triage. Yes, on this Thanksgiving, you can eat too much too quickly to the point where you just feel sick enough to go to the emergency room. We see routinely people who come in thinking they are dying, the doctor said. And really what they have done is overeaten, and they just feel bad. In the early hours of Thanksgiving, while footballs are tossed or watched and turkeys roast, emergency rooms are typically virtually empty. It's after eating begins in the afternoon that people begin to arrive. It never fails every year, said Dr. Nagy Seuss who heads the emergency room at Kaiser Permanente Los Angeles Medical Center. These are times when whole families turn up. One badly cooked turkey can easily strike a blow at a dozen people at Grandma's house on Thanksgiving, the doctor said. If you thought a turkey wrong or cooked a turkey wrong, it's an opportunity for turkeys to 
get even with the population. The program often begins with the, when the cook thaws the turkey for 12 hours on a countertop or leaves the roasted bird out for two or three hours before serving it. During the time, a virus or bacteria can land on the food and start growing. A virus causes gastroenteritis, sometimes referred to as stomach flu. Simply reheating the meat may not fix the situation. Although the heat will kill the bacteria, toxins made by bacteria that cause the illness can survive in even a hot oven. The doctor cited a case reported in 1986 by the U.S. CDC, which served a buffet to 855 people at a New Mexico country club, sickened in at least 67 of them. 24 needed emergency treatment or hospitalization. Scientists later determined that the turkey had Staphylococcus aureus, which were found in two food handlers' noses. The turkey had cooled for three hours at room temperature after cooking, officials concluded, a time and temperature sufficient for bacteria proliferation and toxin production. So, uh, oh, there's, here's the last paragraph. Sometimes trips to the hospital are a result of a fishbone stuck in the esophagus. The tube connecting the stomach to the mouth, other times it's a chicken bone or a large piece of pork or a chunk of steak. The sufferer may be able to breathe but not be able to eat or even swallow saliva. When that happens, doctors sometimes use a long tweezer to take out the offending item and insert a long tube with a tiny camera to nudge the piece of food onto the stomach. So the tip here at the end of this article is don't overeat. And chew your food. <laughs> uh, and of course, of course, when you're eating that meal, of course, one of the one of the other many traditions of Thanksgiving is watching football. Uh, let me find this article here. Uh, let's see. This is from. Uh, SportsIllustrated.com. Uh, let me clear that out of there. The title is Lions on Thanksgiving as American as Turkey Stuffing and Pumpkin Pie. I'm sorry, pumpkin pie, apple pie. Duh. Reading that wrong. You can make fun of the lines if you want. Why not? Everybody does. It's like picking on the fat kid in gym class or laughing when somebody falls first, face first into a puddle. Knock yourself out. Enjoy the yucks. The Lions are 0-16, and they're only 2-8 this year. Just don't take away my Lions on Thanksgiving. The Lions are Thanksgiving. They're much as a part of the holiday as turkey stuffing and apple pie. And Uncle Don falling asleep on the couch after dessert. I think that's funny. Uh, and it goes on and it goes on and on and on and on and I'm not going to read the rest of this thing here. But that's right. I mean, you got to you got to watch the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day. This article ends up by saying, ten years ago there was a push to rotate the Thanksgiving home games, but Detroit's uh, big wigs successfully fought off a notion at a meeting of NFL owners at last year's Super Bowl. 
The NFL commissioner assured us that Detroit was safe for 2009, but indicated he was open to changing the tradition in their near future. The article closes by saying, I say no. Give me my lines with my stuffing, mashed potatoes, and gravy. How else will I know it's really Thanksgiving? I agree with that article there. And one of the other memories that I have is, uh, you know, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I'm going to be, uh, I'm, of course, on call beginning tomorrow, but I uh, hope to get finished early at work. And uh, to catch part of the parade, that's a tradition. Um, I always have a good time watching that. But I, I, as the years go on, I watch less and less of it now. <laughs> Maybe last year I lost about 10 minutes of it. <laughs> and you can probably catch it on YouTube now, but uh, that's also a uh, tradition uh, as part of, of Thanksgiving Day. And uh, before I go to the break, I do want to uh, play this story here. This is from last year. But uh, this is uh, talking about uh, an organization who uh, gave out Thanksgiving meals to the needy out in the Los Angeles area there. Um, It's an interesting story, and I'll share it with you now from our friends at the Associated Press. A Thanksgiving meal for the needy in Pasadena, California, turned out a record crowd. Around 6,500 meals served. Well, you know, for most events, I think people might say, wow, we got huge numbers. That was great. For us, it's a little sad because it shows that, you know, it shows the, the sign of the times. That's a big jump, according to organizer Tammy Devine. That people are struggling economically and financially, and um, they needed a place to go to get a meal on Thanksgiving Day. Union Station Homeless Services has served this dinner for more than two decades, and volunteers say the demand for help at its center is up. There were a lot of people who are sort of regular, and now we're seeing a lot of people who, um, who we haven't seen before. And I think, yeah, it is climbing up the ladder. I'm worried myself sometimes about what's going to happen. Patrons say the same. A lot of people have been showing up, yeah. Like I said, if they want help, they'll get help. They don't want help, they leave. But charitable donations here are down. I can tell you that in November, our donations financially were down 50%, and that is a big deal. That really affects the programs and the services that we can provide for the poor and homeless and low income. Perhaps another sign of the times that those who want to give in this season of giving have less to give. John Moan, the Associated Press, Pasadena, California. So we'll continue here. We have uh, 15 minutes left here in the show. Just uh, just a few more uh, stories here to uh, share with you. But uh, before that, uh, you're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, thank you for joining me here this evening. We'll be right back.
killed him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better. Stronger. Faster. Welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio on Thanksgiving Eve. Thank you all for joining me here uh, this evening. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about this on Twitter earlier. Uh, you know, you, there's some Thanksgiving uh, TV and movies that uh, I always remember as well. Uh, uh, somebody was talking about uh, uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Man, those are classic cartoons. They don't make those like that anymore. <laughs> And I was looking on there on the YouTube today. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that uh, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. You remember that show? That was a good show. One of the classic episodes there was they were doing a, they were doing a giveaway of turkeys. <laughs> they were dropping turkeys from the sky. <laughs> I was trying to find some stuff on YouTube on that, but uh, I remember that as one of the one of the classic uh, Thanksgiving episodes on television. Uh, and, of course, the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles uh, is probably arguably the best Thanksgiving movie ever. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit uh, as well. But, uh, you know, Thanksgiving isn't always, uh, you know, a celebrated uh, here uh, in the United States, or uh, you know, even uh, <laughs> even even on uh, on Earth. That's right. The uh, space shuttle Atlantis crew spending Thanksgiving in orbit. This is from the USA Today. Uh, Atlantis astronauts have a slightly less appetizing uh, name for Thanksgiving uh, dinner this year: Flight Day 11 Meal C. It could be beef brisket. It could be tofu. It doesn't matter to me, shuttle skipper Charles uh, Hobaugh said before Atlantis launched on November 17th, uh, November 16th, we're going to enjoy ourselves no matter what we do. <laughs> uh, and I also got a, a story here. Uh, let's see. I will, uh, before I do that, I will... I will bump out the show here a little bit. I won't go to the totally the top of the hour, but uh, I will I will bump the show out there a little bit. So uh, to talk about, uh, let me find this story here. This is uh, Thanksgiving in Beijing, China. <laughs> Uh, perhaps an American friend or two has already begun yammering about it. The fourth Thursday in the month is Thanksgiving Day. It falls on November 26th, and American grocery stores are stocked with fat, frozen turkeys, cans of pumpkin, cranberries, and other Thanksgiving essentials. This is from a uh, Beijing news site. Americans in Beijing, once deprived of such luxuries, no longer 
need face the day of thanks with nothing but a roast duck and egg fried rice, a substitute for turkey and pumpkin. Unlike in the past, Beijing now has Thanksgiving all sorted out. This is known as a time for family and friends to get together, but many expatriates, expats, live in small apartments that aren't well suited to holding large gatherings. Their kitchens cannot cope with the scale of preparation for proper turkey dinner requires. Fortunately, several local restaurants have organized Thanksgiving spreads with all the trimmings and comforts for the homesick. So it's not just Thanksgiving around here. <laughs> and of course, you know, I cannot mention Thanksgiving which, without mentioning the day after Thanksgiving. Traditionally, the uh, biggest shopping day of the year, uh, which is now called Black Friday, which I think is very interesting. Mainly because I, I would I would have thought that the uh, politically correct police would have outlawed the term Black Friday. I would imagine at least one person out there would be offended by that. But I have hope, because maybe if that's okay, maybe maybe people will be allowed to say Merry Christmas now. That's <laughs> just my little editorial comment. All hate mail goes to rockdog at com. But this year, this is a story here from the Boston Herald from November 25th. Black Friday meets Facebook. Retailers are joining the Facebook and Twitter bandwagons for this year's Black Friday. Companies from Staples to Toys R Us are using social networking sites to give loyal customers their first looks at sales and other deals for Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving that traditionally marks the start of the holiday shopping season. They're also launching new technology during mobile shopping in time for November 27th. Meanwhile, Black Friday websites that traditionally had the corner on aggregating and releasing deals before uh, advertising circulars that hit Thanksgiving newspapers, often from sneak peeks at leaked copies, are Stepping up their technology this year. And I've seen a lot of iPhone apps. There's an app for that. A lot of iPhone apps for Black Friday. CNN is reporting Black Friday jumping. Uh, I'm sorry. Black Friday shopping to jump 16%. This is from November 24th. Black Friday shopping is expected to pick up more than 2% this year. According to a survey released this week, 57 million people said they will definitely head to the stores this year, up from 49 million in 2008, according to a survey by the National Retail Federation. An additional 77 million said they will wait to decide after seeing the weekend deals. They could be persuaded, according to the Retail Federation President Tracy Mullen. Some people aren't as optimistic. Reuters reported on Sunday, November 22, Black Friday deals may not signal retail comeback. This is from Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. When the U.S. holiday shopping season kicks off the day after Thanksgiving, retailers can expect to see millions of less frightened but even more bargain-hungry customers 
across their thresholds. Industry experts expect a strong turnout on Black Friday, which falls on November 27th, as deep discounts lure shoppers after more than a year of subdued spending. But they caution it will not mean a bumper holiday season in the weeks leading up to Christmas, since consumers still remain cautious. So some people are optimistic, and some people are not so optimistic. Which has kind of sparked a uh, uh, a, a kind of false. Well, uh, let me. Uh, Black Friday is kind of a, you know, media event. Another media event that uh, has popped up in the last few years is uh, called uh, Cyber Monday, if you've heard of this. Apparently, this is when uh, people on the Monday after Thanksgiving go to work and order stuff because they do it at work where they have high-speed Internet. Maybe not the case now because there's so much high-speed Internet going on right now at home. This is a story from last year from Associated Press about this media-hyped event called Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday Monday, uh, is the Monday after Thanksgiving, and it's the ceremonial kickoff of the online holiday season. So it's the equivalent of Black Friday, but for online retailers. It represents about 7% of total retail sales. So a lot of people, they may go out on Black Friday and get a lot of ideas for shopping. Even with the proliferation of high speed into the homes, we still continue to see people shopping uh, from work on Cyber Monday. Fortunately, most of that shopping is being done during the lunchtime hours. Some of the things that are pretty standard for the online holiday uh, is free shipping. And uh, we haven't seen Uh, much movement in that, but it's because it's so high already. So in the last couple of years, we've seen about 80% of the retailers offering some type of shipping promotion, and we're going to continue to see that. Certainly the number of retailers that are being promotional will be quite high. In our research, we're seeing that almost 84% of retailers are going to be offering a special promotion on Cyber Monday this year. The best way that we're describing uh, online is that it's resilient but not immune to the overall economy. So uh, one of the factors that makes it more resilient is that it's a great place to find savings and you can do comparison shopping and that is a big factor in it being more resilient and people shifting from offline to online. So that is the that is the media created holiday called Cyber Monday. Uh, for those of you out there who know me pretty well, uh, I've, either I've shared with you or you've probably read on my blog, but I shop on Christmas Eve <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, and you can probably find that on my blog uh, out there somewhere about why I do that. But I think it's kind of fun. So uh, so that's their, that's your shopping update for Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to go ahead and close things up here. I have a, I have a couple of stories here left. There was a uh, a story here which which uh, I think is really kind of uh it was it was good. It was uh um it's called uh, Why I Love Thanksgiving. This is from uh, newuniversity.org. This is from November 22. And I know I'm going to say her name wrong, and I apologize. Uh, 
ahead of time. Uh, Charisma Madrad, uh, Madarong. And I know I said that very, very, very badly and very wrong. <laughs> but this is from newuniversity.org from November 22. On Thanksgiving, there has never been the rush of relatives through my door, the clanking and clicking of pots and pans, or the warm smells of a fresh turkey and stuffing. At school, I have often heard my friends rave about their feast, the feast their families make for this special occasion, the sweet cranberry sauce, the creamy mashed potatoes, the delicious apple pies, and the like. However, to me, the Thanksgiving has always been marked by the plethora of ads broadcasting this holiday between Halloween and Christmas. As soon as Halloween passes, ghosts and ghouls are kicked off to the sales bins and Thanksgiving decorations of turkeys in program hats fill the shelves. On TV, Macy's, the Old Navy ads for Black Friday overtake commercials with models in fur coats and autumn colors prancing along the screen. Advertisements fill the mailbox announcing that fancy silverware for this special occasion is 30% off. And if you go to Albertsons, a turkey's cost costs the half, uh, half the price compared to other grocery stores. And the hordes of relatives. All of my childhood, I have listened to my classmates boast on how their aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, and second cousins, twice removed, all gather under one roof and share the joy of each other's company. Admittedly, I'm jealous. My parents have known to be extreme workaholics. Both of them run their own medical clinics and usually don't arrive home until midnight or the next day. As a result, family sit-down dinners are a rarity at our house. My four younger brothers and I either starve for the cold Chinese takeout our parents bring home or have already lost our appetites by then. Throughout our childhood, our parents have come in and out of the house like strangers who occasionally stop by and ask about our day. Every time we complain about their absence, they tell us that we will understand when we are older. Thus, our birthdays, Christmas, Easter, and other holidays usually pass without much excitement. Yet despite this, my mom and dad always make sure to come home for Thanksgiving. A few hours before our parents come home, my brothers and I feverishly clean the house, all of us excited for the arrival of our parents. We vacuum the carpet, sweep away cobwebs, put out a new tablecloth, set up the table with our favorite silverware of plates and colorful plastic cups, and most importantly, the place, place the turkey in the oven. One time, we cut out hand-drawn turkeys and pasted them to the window for them to see when they pulled up to the driveway. Then around 9 p.m., my parents got home. Both are frazzled and tired from work. My dad carrying soda in a plastic bag and my mom holding a small pumpkin pie. But as soon as they walk through the door and smell the turkey waiting in the oven, see the table nearly set and our faces peeking out anxiously from the living room, their faces light up. My siblings and I exchanged elated looks as we gathered around the table. This 
is the moment my brothers and I have been waiting for. For us, Thanksgiving has never been about the extravagance of the feast or the sales that take place the next day. As we sit around the table, I smile and I watch my brothers and parents talk about their day and laugh over cold pie and burnt turkey. Our mother repeats stories from her teenage years, and although we have these stories memorized, we lean in eagerly to catch every word. While our father cuts the turkey and serves us slices of pie, listening along to our mother's voice or telling us tales from his past baseball career. For most people, this happens all the time. But for my family and I, Thanksgiving is the one day that brings us all together. That is from newuniversity.org from November 22, 2009. And that does not, I cannot say anything better than that. That pretty much sums it up. So as I close tonight's show, I definitely have a lot to be thankful for. And among them is all of you out there who continue to support the show, listen to the show, either live or on the archives. Support my blog, support the projects that I do. For that, I am very thankful. I'm very thankful for my family. I'm very thankful for all the good things that have come my way. I've had an incident recently where I've had to reevaluate what's really important to me and who's really important to me. I won't bore you with the details, but it's healthy to do that every once in a while, and holiday time is usually when I do that. So have a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday. I'll be working. So you may not see me out there on the Twitter or on the Facebook, but if you're out there, I encourage you to share with all of us what you're doing, post some pictures, share with us what you're going through, good or bad. That's what we're all of us are out here for. And I know that I have met some of my friends out there in person, out there on the Internet, and I hope to meet some of you very soon. But from Dr. Anonymous headquarters here, I am Dr. Anonymous. You can find me at dranonymous.com, dranonymous.net, dranonymous.org. Be safe out there, kids. And I will talk to you all very soon. Good night, everybody. Hey, Jude.